When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, everybody. It is Wednesday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is Adam Bittner, Assistant Sports Editor for Multimedia at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Back, I, I just finished wrapping up our Penn State podcast, but I'm here with Jason Mackey for an emergency Pirates podcast because the Pirates made a deal, folks. Stop the presses. They trade for Marco Gonzalez with the Atlanta Braves, the starting pitcher. Um, Jason, uh, just get your re- initial reactions here, and then we can kind of dig into this move a little bit more. Uh, what you, would you think of the move? I like it, Adam. I really do. Um, you know, if this is it, that's obviously bad. I don't think this is it. Um, I, I think they were able to have some of the costs knocked down. Um, Gonzalez, you know, he's going to be making under $8 million. Given the starting pitching market out there, you're seeing guys make $12, $13, 14000000 million. I mean, yeah, that'd be great for them to buy those guys. Um, I also realize who I cover. I think we all realize what we're dealing with here. And, you know, at this point, I, I don't really have a problem with it. They've had they've done well with soft tossing lefties before. He has a very similar makeup to Tyler Anderson, Jose Quintana, even Rich Hill to a degree. I think he's a little bit more Anderson and Quintana. But you know, assuming his left forearm is healthy, um, you know that's obviously a concern. It's always going to be a concern. There's a lot of track record of performance, of character, of this, that, and the other. Um, again, it's not a number two, but if he's a number four, I'm fine with him. I want to dig into this trade a little bit more. Before I do, though, just want to remind you all of our Pirates podcasts are brought to you by the North Shore Tavern. If you love baseball, you'll love the North Shore Tavern. The interior is wall-to-wall Pirates. There are appetizers, entrees, cocktails, and, of course, steak and seafood on a sizzling lava stone. Open every day, the North Shore Tavern across from PNC Park is Pittsburgh's home for steak on a stone. Um, Jason, let's get into to Gonzalez's 2023 a little bit. His numbers have have been you know very solid before that um just let me read off here i have the stats pulled up um 2017 540 era but then he gets into a groove 4 4.0 3.99 3.10 3.96 4.13 that's five years of, of pretty consistent production um but then he pitches 10 games this year 522 era i think that was really um undone by one bad start that he didn't really get a chance to fully bounce back up back from until you know the, the forearm injury um do you look at 2023 as an aberration with this guy or um is the fact that the the pirates were able to obtain him for you know cash and player to be named um you know an indication that maybe there is some legitimate concern still with the I mean, I, yeah i don't know where i come down on that adam i mean i think yeah there should be concern with anybody right like the guy has has, has had elbow problems but i also think that i mean you should be getting medical stuff. You know, I'm, I remember when they signed Tyler Anderson, like everybody was worried about his knee or thinking, is his knee going to hold up? It was fine. 
Um, Quintana had some injury concerns as well. Like I think that's just natural. You're, you're for the Pirates to be doing what they're doing and how they're doing it. I think you're always going to have a little bit of that. So. I guess I trust or hope or think, or I don't know what the right word is that that's sort of been vetted and you have to give a guy a chance. I mean, you know, it, it was a decent half season. I wouldn't call it great. I mean, the ERA is, is what it is, but I mean, I don't think he suddenly lost the ability to pitch like this. This isn't a guy who, you know, was sort of built on velocity and this stuff that he doesn't have anymore. Like he's always been 89, 90, 91, 92. Um, built on location by and large that, that that's been fine um, I wouldn't say the walks have been a problem the home runs have been a problem the home runs were a problem with Anderson too and even Quintana like you miss spots and you sort of have to evolve as a pitcher but again I look at metrics of pitches what they like to do like four seam change up lefty uh, guy with the ability to throw a slider I wouldn't be surprised he's thrown a cutter I wouldn't be surprised there's some work to be done there has a very good curveball from what I understand. Like you can help a guy put those ingredients together. And to me, the only question mark is health. And at this point, as we sit here today, I don't, I don't think anybody knows 100%, but you investigate as much as you can and, and sort of bet on character. 12 million this season, Jason, then they have a team option for 15 million next season. Um, what are your thoughts on the terms there? I mean, to me, it seems pretty much as, as low risk as, as you can get for, yeah. you know, a pitcher who has a proven track record. Um, I don't think you could possibly go a, a lot lower than that. I think the option for next year is nice because um, you and I have talked in the past about, it, you know, when's it going to be time for the, the Pirates to pick up a guy with a little bit of term. They do that, and but they also aren't obligated. And I think that's a, a key that, that makes this a, a pretty deft move. Uh, but what are your thoughts on on the numbers there? Yeah, I'm right with you. I mean, I, I if they pick it up, if they don't, like, I, I don't know. That's a couple steps down the road for me. But, yes, I, I want to see them get guys with term. Um, I want to see them get other guys with term. Like, this should not check that box. It's nice that it exists that way. It's nice that it's not guaranteed. But, I mean, or, you know, I should say they're not locked into it. I, I don't think that, that that's not going to, like, satiate the fan base or make people feel better about that right like you still need to bring guys in for multiple years and say like you're going to be a part of this thing we're not going to flip you and I mean I look at Marco Gonzalez and I mean they could still flip him and I don't I don't really have a huge problem with that I, like they need innings that are front loaded and if he ends up being a rental and you just say like look man we can fill this stuff internally with Skeens, Chandler, Jones, Salamato I don't know what we don't want to pay 15 million for that I, I would almost understand it and and that would make sense for them but yeah, to me, first step is just making sure he's healthy and productive and, and figuring out a way to improve upon what he did last year. Is this is this the range we're talking about for, for the next move, Jason? If there is one, are, are you looking at a guy two, three years in this range? Is, is or You mentioned Quintana, Anderson, um, Rich Hill. Those guys were all one year, you know, eight-ish million, a little bit less than that, um, you know, lower on the on the economic scale. Um, you know, are you looking for them to go out and get a guy like that to pair with, with, um, with Gonzalez or, or what's your outlook for, for future moves here? I think they. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Have at least one more pitching move coming and probably with a little bit more certainty baked in is how I would look at that. Um, you know, I'm not saying that I think it's going to be a, a premium contract or anything like that, but I think there's the ability, you know, the first couple guys that, that, that went off the board, like a Kyle Gibson, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know about Severino or Maeda, like those probably aren't great comps when you talk about consistent innings eaters. Um, I don't know, maybe Maeda is, but whatever. Like the point is you maybe get somebody with a little bit more um, recent health assurance, whatever. Um, I think they can still do it. I mean, they, they they certainly have the money. They should have the money. They owe it to, to fans to spend more money. Charrington said yesterday about the payroll going up. It should go up. It should go up well above $72 million. Um, That's also a side conversation. But, yeah, Adam, I don't, I don't think this means they're anywhere near done. I think they have at least one move um, that should be better than Marco Gonzalez. And, frankly, like if they would get another Marco Gonzalez for cheaper, you know, let's not forget like Tyler Anderson and Jose Quintana came incredibly cheap. If you want to take another one of those chances, Vince Velasquez is another one. I don't, I don't have any problem with that. You know, if it's a low risk move, a low financial commitment, you're going to give a guy an opportunity. I'm, I'd be totally good with that. Um, Jason, if, if the number one, two, three in this rotation by mid season is Mitch Keller, Marco Gonzalez, Paul Skeens, and, and maybe a sprinkle and some young guys, maybe a sprinkle and some, is that something that plays in this division? Is that something that you can work with, with an eye toward winning season? Maybe, maybe a wild card berth. Um, you know, maybe trying to get be on the Diamondbacks program as has been talked a lot about. Um, you know, this offseason is is that can you can you imagine that working, or um, do you think that someone else needs to be the number three in that group for any um, you know reliable chance to compete here? Um, I think it could work. It worries me a little bit, Adam. Uh, not that I think anything's wrong with those three. Like you're telling me. You know, we're going to get the best of Marco Gonzalez. We're going to get Paul Skeens up here, and he's going to be healthy and productive, and we're going to get a repeat season from Mitch Keller. Like, I, I like that a lot. But right now, like, who's your four and who's your five? And so if you're telling me they're going to compete with Bailey Falter and a bunch of question marks as the four and five, like, I don't I don't like that. Um, I, I'd like to think that Contreras, Priester, Ortiz, like one of those three has to hit. Right. Like if you go over three on those guys, that's going to be really bad. I, your four and five can't be Andre Jackson and Bailey Falter. There has to be another move there. But I mean, OK, if we if we go with those assumptions that like that's your top three and then your four uh, or maybe maybe uh, Gonzalez is your four and who else they sign is their two or three. Great. And then they fix one of the kids and that becomes your five. I like that. And basically all you're doing is holding things together until you get some reinforcements. Like even if it's not Skeens, he's going to be up here at some point, I do believe. Brubaker, Burroughs, they're going to be coming back. I don't know what you do with Velasquez, if you can bring him in. So I don't know. I, I guess I, I like it. That would certainly be encouraging if you have Skeens up here and those three producing. I just think you need a little bit more. Jason, you are, I admitted, mentioning at the top of the show here, you're at the winter meetings um, things are going to be wrapping up there this week. What's what's your timeline for for the for the next move? Are you expecting it soon, or you're sensing there's some heat? Um, are, are we going to be waiting until you know the end of the month, maybe into January? 
uh, before things take hold. What, what's your read on the market right now? I know. I know. Well, I would say I wouldn't expect it immediately. Um, I think the Gonzalez move probably surprised some people that that went down the way it did. Um, you know, obviously he was not an Atlanta Brave for long, spent more time in Seattle. They got rid of him part of the Kellenic deal and you know, the Braves didn't really have much use for him. I do think, you know, we're recording this. It's going to be probably before the rule five draft. I think the rule five draft had something to do with that, but I guess I say all that to say, Adam, I, we don't know. We really don't know. Um, the pirates are interested in doing something now. I don't think they'd have anything against it. Um, I do think it might take a special case. Like if you look at, you know, traditional free agent stuff, I think the pirates are probably going to try to avoid any sort of bidding wars that are out there. They're going to try to do something a little bit unique like they did with Gonzalez. Um, does that fall to them? It might. Um, does a trade materialize? I still think I've said before, and I think that's part of this, a lot of their pitching issues, I think, are, are going to be tied to some sort of trade. Now, does that happen here? I I don't have any indication because that's not really pirate stuff. Um, but I do think that at some point they'll address their pitching situation via trade once more. And do you think there are relevant prospects that would be on the table for that, for that, Jason, to, you know, I, I keep using frustratingly when I talk to Paul Zeiss about this, the, the Chris Archer trade is my relevant comp, um, yeah. which was a disaster because of how it turned out. But in theory, you went out and you got a controllable pitcher, proven yeah. pitcher with term. I mean, could they make a move like that, hopefully with better results? I think could. Um, yeah, I mean, I, could we do like a Chris Archer light? You know, that like I, I wouldn't go for the, the pitcher that Archer was in Tampa. You know, he turned out not to be that in Pittsburgh. It didn't work out. Um, I wouldn't be giving up the prospect capital that Glassnow, Meadows, Boz, you know, either were or should have been. Um, but yeah, like I, I, that's the framework, right? And I do think there could be column significant prospects involved. Um, how do I say this diplomatically? Like, look at their catching situation right now. I, I'm, I'm still aghast by what the heck is going on here. You're, you're telling me that Endy and Henry, they're not going to play a secondary position. They're going to be primary catchers. You also have Jason DeLay. That's not going to work. Like, you're not going to catch Henry Davis two days a week, Endy two days a week, and then DeLay you know, two days a week. Uh, or go three, two, one. Like that just doesn't make sense. The guys need to play. Are you going to put somebody in the minors? Like, I, I don't understand that. To me, that's a, a something that would facilitate a trade, a young catcher like that. You could also look at second base. Gonzalez, Jiwon Bay, um, who am I forgetting? Pagaro is another one that I'd throw in that mix. Like you're going to have to give to get. I realize those aren't players that people might want to lose, but you know, if you're going to get a starting pitcher, yeah, those are, I would say, fairly prominent prospects that might factor into a deal. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Jason, you're going to be back with Michael McHenry on the Pitching In podcast on Friday. Um, any final thoughts on the winter meetings and, until then? I think you just touched on a few. Is, is there anything else uh, you know that, that you're watching? I hate Nashville. Not the city, but this place. <laughs> the Gaylord Resort, Resort and Convention Center. It's like this big biodome thing. It's almost like an indoor amusement park. Not a huge fan. I hope they do not come back here. But that's beside the point. Um, what else? You know, one thing, this is random, Adam, is Jared Triolo. Um, and I wrote about this at postgazette.com. It's actually underneath a story about Skeens. But what to do with him for next year? I think first base is an interesting part of this team. We were asking Ben about this yesterday. And, like, I think Triolo could set down roots there and be very good. And Charrington basically said they're not interested in doing that. The way they view Triolo's value 
is bouncing around the different positions. That could be second, backing up Key Bryant at third, some first base. He can go out to the outfield, whatever, you know, basically like a Ben Zobras thing. And they view that they feel that Triolo is going to play an important part. It's just not going to be at one position. So I think that was that was something I learned. Um, the whole Davis is going to catch thing, once again, touched on it earlier, but I don't I don't totally understand it. Um, I'll believe it when I see it, I suppose. We've heard that before. Um, yeah, but other than that, I think that's it. I mean, they left here with the starting pitcher. They got some, you know, bit part additions. Um, the Ben Heller thing, like that's obviously not much. It's minor league depth, but he's kind of intriguing to me. Um, and it's about what I expected from them. All right, Jason. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing you and Michael in a little bit more depth on Friday, but we wanted to make sure we, we talked about this trade, um, you know, get some instant reaction. So thank you for stopping by, Jason. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the channel for more Pirates Talk. We're, we're going to be getting into it all off season, all about the moves. Um, so make sure you're subscribed to the channel. And if you enjoyed this video, please like it. Help us out in the YouTube algorithm. We always appreciate that. Um, for now, Jason, I'm going to sign off and we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post-Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.